I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America. Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. That's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. For everything hip-hop can save America, hiphopcansaveamerica.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. Now let's go. Dr. Jason Rawls, J. Rawls. What's up, my friend? Bing bong. There we go. (laughs) Yo, peace. What up, man? Yo. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How's it going over there? We're doing all right. Just plugging along, getting through, you know, day by day. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Listen, um, obviously, as I said, I've known you for quite some time and known your work and what you do uh, before you got in this position that you're in now, which is an extension of everything else you've done. So long overdue. And I like to invite you to present yourself how you like to be presented to the world, uh, if you would, sir. Man, you know, um, Jay Rawls, man, I'm a producer. I'm a DJ. I'm an educator. I mean, that's the main things, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a hip hop lover, connoisseur. And the whole culture, you know what I'm saying? It's interesting. Your conversation earlier, you talked about most people only think about the music side, man. But I'm I love the entire culture, man. So when you talk about b-boying, DJing, graph, you know what I'm saying? And the art of emceeing. I like like all of the above. So that's me, man. Nothing special. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that is special. I think that that's what I'm I'm wrestling with and grappling with. And, yeah. and we could have that talk probably as a longer like panel discussion type thing. It's not that these conversations can't happen. We can talk our top five dead or alives. Word. And we can talk about hip hop and, and pop and what that means. Can you be both? Is there some has has hip hop deviated Has the music deviated so far off that it's now something totally new and different? You know, all these discussions are great. But what you just said it's like when people hear hip hop, even hip hop heads, we default to music. Always. First and foremost. Right. And every time I think we do that, we, an element gets punched in the head. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I like, agree. Oh, right? Yeah, definitely. That, yeah. That's what I'm trying to like figure out how we can do a better job of. Let, let me ask you, in your position, right? Assistant professor, I like to say professor of hip hop. I know technically assistant professor, but that won't, that, that won't last long. I know there's hierarchies to this academic thing. You know how uh, I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what does the professor of hip hop at Ohio State University do? And then we'll backtrack to how you got here, if you would. Word. Well, right now, my, my job is, uh, along with my partner, uh, Stevie Johnson, Dr. View, who, who is also uh, in the School of Music uh, at Ohio State with me. And we have a joint appointments in the School of Music and African-American and African Studies. And so our jobs right now, we're developing uh, a curriculum for a hip hop studies program. And it's really we're starting out with a minor. So, for instance, what the, the plan is this. If you come to The Ohio State University and you say, OK, I want to get a degree in sociology or communication or whatever. Right. You can do that. And then you say, oh, but I love hip hop. I want to minor in hip hop. So you can minor in hip hop and we're going to offer two tracks. Right. So mm-hmm. you can do it 
in a couple different ways. You can say, I want to learn the culture and the origin, study like hip hop, race, gender, society, um, social justice, et cetera. Right. And, and, the, and the point is, how can you use this? I mean, that's the main question everybody gets. Right. right. How the hell am I going to use hip hop, you know, to get a job or do whatever. Right. But if you have a communications degree, an anthropology degree, a journalism degree, whatever, you can say whatever, doctorate, whatever you want to say, right? I, I'm, I'm going to have, I'm going to be a lawyer, right? With okay. a hip hop minor. The reason that works is because hip hop is a culture. That's what people keep forgetting. Hip hop is a culture. So if I'm in a profession like communication or journalism or whatever, and I go to work with people, I can use my hip hop sensibilities. I can use that hip hop aesthetic okay. that I learned from my hip hop minor courses you know, at the Ohio State University. And that's the point, right? You can use it to help assist and help. I mean, imagine if we had cops around all our communities that had a a little hip hop aesthetic and and knew how to talk to people in the hood or even people in the suburbs that are hip hop, right? I mean, it would just make relationships better because that's the thing, because I'm dealing with you on a cultural level Mm. and, and people just think, oh, it's just music. Hip hop is just music. And those people are missing Yo, they're missing the point. And so that's one track. So you can learn that way. Or you can say to me, yo, I'm going to be a a anthropology major. But when I go home at night, I like getting on my (laughs) on my SP 404. I like messing around on reason or logic. And so I want to be a practitioner and I want to learn how to make beats and I'm going to get you know, my minor and actually learn how to make beats or DJ or that kind of thing. So that's we're going to do practitioner one side or learning the cultural aesthetic on the other. So that's the play. That's what mm. Yeah. Indeed. You know, I, I joke sometimes it's a very uh, basic interpretation of that sort of thing. But I always say like, even if you try to be a rapper when you're a teenager and you get, you know, and, and you don't become a rapper, you don't become a star, you kind of then just go about your life. You probably are, end up being a better communicator. Of course. Right? You bet you, you end up being a better, uh, per, you know, in front of being able to deliver in front of people, yes. uh, communicate with people or, you know, and that helps you in a, in a managerial role in a, in a real job, you know, the, so there are life skills all yes. sprinkled throughout hip hop that if you, if you have a good understanding of, if you're a part of, if you can amplify yeah. those, those, um, those characteristics, they help you throughout life, right? Indeed. Hip hop is life, man. I mean, look, the definition of culture is a way of life. So there, everybody that's in the hip hop and especially our young people, I love working with our young people. They don't even know that that they're hip hop. You know, they it's just it's just a, a, a way they are. It's become youth culture now. Right? right. But, you know, like the way they wear their hat, maybe cocked to the side or whatever, or the way they, they get their shoes and then they, they fix the shoelaces. That's hip hop. Like the way you act, the way you talk, the way you move, the way you react to things. That's hip hop. And that's the thing. So I think our job as, you know, people with a little bit more grays in our beard or can't grow any hair more, a lot more potentially. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I think our job is to share that culture. Right. right? Is to is to teach and is to is to educate. So to me, that's the most important thing. You know, in my class at Ohio State, when we're teaching and I'm teaching them about the origin and the culture, the students are just amazed because they don't realize that this goes back to the 70s and beforehand. Like I, I start when I start, I start in the Bronx 1950s. 
Right. I start when when the Bronx was a, a nice suburb with jobs and right. socioeconomic status was good and things were good. And then I take them through and show them what happened and why hip hop came to be, because right. I think that's an important element that gets forgotten. Right. Yep. You start to wonder, like, why a lot of these young people, why do young people, when they first get signed, go buy a gold chain? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's a mentality because for people who never had anything, yo, I want something, right. you know, and, and it's, it's important to understand that and why that makes sense. So, yeah, that's sociological. As By the way, uh, fun fact, just personal connection. My dad, you mentioned sociology. You're at Ohio State. My dad was a professor of sociology wow. uh, who got his Ph.D. from Rutgers. Uh, ended up teaching at Ohio State, the Ohio State University, wow. uh, for about four or five years before I was right before I was born. When went back to Rutgers, and I, I and then I came to be around in, when he's back in New Jersey. Word. So I have a very, very you know soulful connection to where you are and what you're doing. That whole thing, because we love the music, we love the artistic aspects of it, but that sociological kind of anthropological kind of tie-in. Yeah. All right, let's go one step back. What were sure. you doing? that got you in a position where you could make this happen? Did they come to you? Did you go to them? Where were you at? How did you say, I want to make it? Because y'all kind of started this this initiative, right? Yeah, I mean, they came to me. It really, it's, this has been a long time in the making because to be quite honest with you, I've been in education for about 21 years now, 22 yeah. years now. Yeah, and, and take it back as many steps as you need to, because I know I recognize uh, it. Yeah. Man, okay, well. <laughs> How did we well, get here? If you really want to know, I mean, it really comes from me doing hip hop in Cincinnati and, and working with like high tech, the five Ds and mood and meeting all these guys and, and actually, you know, becoming crew, right? You know how it is in hip hop, you got a crew. And then Kwali started to come from Brooklyn to work with high tech all the time. And so what ended up happening was, you know, he was like, yo, me and most deaf are going to do an album. And he was like, you should submit some beats. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> and I did. And then uh, I got on the Brown, you know, the black star album and then Brown skin lady and another joint. And, and that's really what launched my career. And, you know, as far as professional, as far as, you know, then being able to work with, you know, like the beastie boys and, and all these other acts and, and Elder Sensei and, and Sadat X and, and everything that I've been able to do and, and, and do hip hop and do work. But while I was doing that, I was a teacher. So I was realizing in the classroom, my students were relating to me. They were they were able to build with me and I was able to build with them because of the culture of hip hop. Right. And, and that and that's the important thing. It's the culture. It wasn't the music. Right. It was the culture. Right. Because as you get older, your music becomes different from their music. Right. Right. You know, I, I the, all the lulls and the youngs. <laughs> right. They don't really get it from me. You know what I'm right. saying? I need I need lyrics where I can hear what you're saying <laughs> and it right. makes sense. And I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm hearing you like that's what I need. And so that difference. Right. But hip hop is hip hop. Right. And 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 when 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 you see somebody like this, whether they doing it to you know whatever or to some Nas or Rakim or to whatever the new people out right now are, that is still hip hop. And so that's how I was able to build those relationships. Right. And I noticed that my students became more engaged in the classroom. My students right. would listen to me. You know, little Johnny running down the hallway, and I'd be like, Yo, yo, I need you to chill out, fam. 
Right. He would stop and be like, I got you, Mr. Ross. Whereas right. if Miss such and such would say it, he might turn around and give her the finger. <laughs> right. right. Because she has yeah. no relationship with him. She's taking right. no time to get to know him or even to show him that she cares. And that's the difference. And that's mm. that's what hip hop based education is all about. Yeah. So, OK, so you teach for a while. You're, you're teaching your, your you know, you still got your one foot in the art, artistry scene. Tell me about your work with my man, my mellow, who lives right around here from where I am. Quiet as cat. Mr. John Robinson. Uh, come on now. So tell me about your work with this uh, with this uh, brilliant young man. Listen, that dude is my that dude is my brother. My first book was written with John Robinson, man. Yeah. Listen. Me and Jr. we did an album together, um, the 1960s Jazz Revolution again. Mm-hmm. And so when, we, when it came time to do our second album, we was like, yo, I don't know what we're going to do. And then we was just talking. He was teaching in Brooklyn. I was right. teaching in Columbus. And we was talking about everything I just told you. And we was like, yo, let's talk about that. And so that's where it came from. And it was like, yo, we we um, we did a, a that book and the album, right? Yeah, together, Youth Culture Power, and the 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 album. Every chapter of the book is a song title on the album, and so it really breaks down more. So it's like, and it's for educators, right? I was gonna say, it's aimed at educators. Aimed it's at aimed at educators, right? It's not for people. Think it's for the students. I, I want to play this in the classroom. I, no, it's for you because mm. the kids are fine. They are who they are going to be. Right. It's you who needs to learn how to deal with them because you're the adult. <laughs> so you're going to have to figure out how to make it work with them. Right. And so it's for adults and that, and we do professional developments and everything. And so that's how that all came about with Ohio state yeah. um, because I was teaching that class as a lecturer. Um, I had pitched a class to them about hip hop for years, man, probably 10 years. And they kept telling me, nah, nah, Nah. And then one day I had a chair in the African-American studies department that wanted to give it a try. And then within, you know, the first first semester I taught the class, I had 12 students. Mm-hmm. And like to this day, that class, I'm at 50 and I capped it at that. And I've got a waiting list of over 20 to 25 students right. every semester. Like right. every every student wants it because they're clamoring for that culture. They want to yeah. know. They want to yeah. learn. And that's what I'm saying. We got to teach. We got to share that. So, yeah, so that's how I got into Ohio State. Got you. Got you. Uh, just to shout out some of the folks that are listening, pay attention. Dr. Raphael Travis giving mad love. Peace, family. Uh, AJ Woodson giving up some love. What up, AJ? What's AJ up? Rock. Come on now, AJ Rock, strong island representative, I might add. You know what I mean? So, God, but now you know, Westchester. Uh, you know, so uh man. Hey, DM me, AJ. That's all you gotta do. Just DM me, man. <laughs> you know what it is. And, and John Robinson is is he in the A? That's I what I was so. gonna say. Yeah, if he's in the so A, too. then we're gonna hook you up with John Robinson. We can just give you a copy. That's nothing. There, there you go. There you go. I actually I talked to, I talked to John Re- briefly tonight because Perfect. AJ Woodson was doing a, a panel discussion on Zoom with Ralph McDaniels. Wow. About his wonderful legacy in the game, and wonderful. and Jr. popped in there, and I'm like, you know, salute neighbor, because I'm literally I'm close to I'm real close to homie. Uh, we both, yeah. So listen, let me ask you a couple things. Give me a couple of first of all, okay, what's your your class load now? Like, what, what do you teach? How many classes do you teach? What are they? And what's like the the log line of of your course right now? I'm teaching two classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I teach the classes um, thirty four fifty. It's the art and politics of hip hop. That's the like the first step into this world, right? Yeah. If you want to do this hip hop minor, 
Uh, I'm teaching a graduate course right now about methodologies and I'm doing it from a hip hop twist. And so methodologies is about how you're going to research and set up your research design when you're doing the dissertation. So I'm teaching my students, I'm, I'm doing some new research about how basically sampling and digging in the crates right. is basically archival research. You see them records back there, right? Yep. That, that's just research. When I go through them and I'm pulling through and I'm looking at the credits, I'm looking at the liner notes, I'm looking at, you know, what artists are on there, who played what instrument, right. where was it, you know, uh, recorded. What year? Who mastered it? What year? Mm-hmm. Yo, that's research. And yeah. so, what I'm postulating is that, yo, using that that same idea or aesthetic that hip hop producers use to create to write your dissertation is going to mm. help make your dissertation that much better. You mm. got to dig in the crates when you go to write a dissertation. How about mm. that? That's, that's what Jay Rawls is saying. That's my new research. That's my new I like it. I like it. Listen, I'm trying to, I'm not an academic, but I'm doing some research. I might need to sit in and learn a couple of things, uh, but I'm a DJ. So I know what you're talking about. Like that, that, relates, that yeah. relates to me. I feel you on that. Yeah. What, um, for those who are, again, like sometimes we're speaking to the choir because, you know, hip hop discussions like this attract other hip hop heads who are like, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I get it. But I always love to try to bridge that gap to people that are not familiar with the culture uh, who might look at the intersection of hip hop and education and kind of, yeah, huh? but are open-minded enough to say, okay, what are some of the very top level anecdotes that you say to somebody? Here's why this works. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that happened or a student that you saw that you had and then they did a thing or just something anecdotal that, you know, lets people know this is a thing and it works. I, I give a lot of them in my TED talk, you know, shameless right. plug. No, absolutely. But if you get a chance, you know, watch the, uh, the Jason Ross TED Talk, and and I break a lot of those down. But I mean, there's a lot of different things, man. I think one of the main ones, and and it's just, you know, if you think about it, and and I kind of mentioned, I alluded to it earlier, was um, just getting to know the kids. Like, what one of the things I learned was, like, hip hop was my in, right? And so I would see a kid, we'd have a conversation, and they would see my Jordans, you know, on Casual Friday. And they'd be like, oh, Mr. Ross, okay, I see you in them threes and this and that. And so they look in and, and they're looking at my threes and we have a conversation. I'm like, didn't I see you with some 11s last week? Like, yeah, I got the 11. And we and we doing all this and we talking and we having these questions. And so then I'll tell the students like straight up, like, OK, let's have a conversation about these Jordans and this and that. And one time I did it and I had a student who was wearing Jordans and had never seen Michael Jordan ever play <laughs> Ever didn't right. even have a clue. Only thing right. he knew was that, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, he had heard the name or whatever. But all that mattered to him was those Jordans, those J's. I got my J's. But then once the students saw it, it was like, yo. And I was like, yeah. So that's the kind of thing our job is to do. Right. Is to share that with them, to share why you like those Jordans, why you like those J's. Right. That kind of thing. Right. What happens when. um I guess at the end of these sessions or the uh, classes, of course, when the, when the semester's over, so what I'm looking for a semester, you can tell I'm not a teacher. A semester. <laughs> so I'm the son of a distinguished professor of sociology, goddammit. But you know, the shoemaker's son don't have any shoes. Um, got it, got it. Uh, at the end of a semester, what do you look back, you know, what was your goal to kind of accomplish uh, for some of these courses? And you hope that, that these students, and I'm sure they do, but they walk away with. Honestly, man, what I always tell them, I want them to walk away with a renewed foundation of hip hop as a culture. 
right? And then the main and most important thing I want them to do is to tell their peers. Right. I want them to tell their peers, like when their peers is like, yo, rap is this, or, you know, hip hop is this, and they don't even know the difference. I want them to be able to say, well, hip hop is actually comprised of four main elements. And then you can add the fifth, which is knowledge itself and blah, blah, blah. And I want them to be able to have these conversations. And so that their peers are like, what? What'd you say? Like, that's what I need them to understand. I need, I need them to, to really understand what hip hop is as a culture. And so that, and then I want them to spread the knowledge, spread it spread it. They got it. That to me, if they don't talk about it with their friends. Right. Then, and I think that's why I have so many, you know, kids on the wait list because the word is getting around. Yeah. Yeah. And you said it earlier today, and this was in, in this whole thing that I'm working on and in, in my, you know, in my work as an advocate, it's sort of like like we like I started with that even amongst older hip hop heads, we forget. We forget the expansiveness of it all, right? We get stuck in this thing. But you also said the other thing, because again, uh, older hip hop folk love to lament the fact that the younger folk don't have respect for the, you know, for the legacy. They don't have respect for the. But we don't do a very good job of teaching that sometimes. You are exactly right. You're exactly right. And we end up alienating them half the time. And I used to do it until I really started thinking about it. And and because, you know, it's easy to say, yo, Rakim was this, Nas was that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, for them and, and, you know, and y'all was talking about Drake and Most Def and everything earlier. I mean, I get I get what Most is saying, but like for my son, Drake is is the GOAT. Like Drake is up. He's important. So you got to have those conversations. Right. You know, in our mind, you know, maybe Drake ain't whatever, but for them it is. So what you have to do is have like, I love to talk to my students. Okay. Tell me why Drake is the best. Like, give me, give me some, give me some lines, you know, tell me what he just said, you know, what has he done? I think that's, that's the part that we miss because it's easy to dismiss them. But you know what I take it back to when I was coming up and I was young and I was getting into hip hop. And I was like, yo, this this run DMC is crazy, hard times, and it's <laughs> like that. And that's the way. And I was like, yo. And I remember an old head telling me, man, that's that. That's, man, you better get some Curtis Blow in your life. You better get some, you know what I'm saying? Like telling me. And I remember thinking, like, man, you old. <laughs> <laughs> and it was still rap. Because, you know, the old heads would be like, that music well, doesn't think, have any well, melodies. Well, think about it. Right? Think, Run, right. DMC, Run DMC is considered classic now, right? right? But but at that time, that dude was like, man, you know what I'm saying? That's whack now. And that's what you got to understand. So yeah. from their perspective, you know, listening to a Drake or whoever, right? That's cool. So you, what you got to do is have those conversations. And what we do in the class is talk about what makes adult lyricists. We talk about flow, delivery, voice, et cetera, Right. Why are they so? If you're gonna tell me that that Drake is the best or Most Def is the best, then you got to tell me why. Talk about his flow. Talk about his delivery. Talk about his his rhyme schemes. You know yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, matter of fact, I mean, if, if I had to do it, I'd be saying some of the same things for both of them. If you- that's what I, I mean, that's what I mean. I mean yeah, and, and let me be very clear. I don't. I mean, I get where Most was going, but Drake isn't like. He's not terrible. Like he's, right, exactly. Yeah, and he's definitely not insignificant. I he's, get it. he's not one of the, like, maybe if he had said, if they had compared somebody else, I'd be right. like, yeah, you know. <laughs> but, 
not Drake. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Not I got Drake. You. I got you. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. There's a lot of folk out there that are doing sort of, someone said, uh, you know, in, in all the various responses, uh, someone says, there's no way you could deny that Drake is a student of hip hop. And he is. And That's I know not, that. Right. I so if you tell me if someone is hip hop or if the music they do is hip hop, if they're legitimately a student of the game, yeah. it's like, really I, hard to, 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 yo, to say uh, they're not. Somebody put me on to his first couple of mixtapes. Yeah. I had never heard. They was like, I was like, yo. Right. Now he might have gone into a lane that, you know. Yeah. Is- I mean, I mean, when you get to as big as he is, you probably, there's pressure to, you know, come this certain kind of way. Who knows? I don't know. I get I mean, it. We don't I, know. I, I, what I say was uh, uh, Michael Jackson became the biggest pop star in the world, but he was still an R&B singer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. you don't erase that. So, look, these are great discussions to have, but I do love having that open mind and that nuance to understand that. I, what I would say is I don't like to throw out the hip hop culture baby with the mumble rap bathwater. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I want to make sure we, we keep that open mind as OGs, as older folk um, yeah. and in the classroom as well. So I got you about as long as I wanted to hold you tonight. I appreciate your time and all that. I guess two, two questions. One would be take off your teacher hat and put on your you know community member hat, your father hat, your uncle hat, your, you know, same thing you said teachers can do is have these conversations in the hallways, in the classrooms, and that just immediately gets a child a child or a young person or a college-age student even engaged. And, oh, this guy respects me. He gets me. At least, we're from, at least we speak the same language. How do parents and, as we just talked about, like hip-hop heads that can go on the internet and, and argue their, to their faces red, but then don't go to the Board of Education meeting and say, what are y'all doing? Are you integrating any hip hop based education programs into the curriculum? Because, you know, like, how do we make that happen a little bit better? Wow, that's a great question. I think I think part of it is you ever heard of like, man, that's the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. You heard people say something. I mean, that's just sure. nobody's thinking of making those changes. First of all, change is difficult. Yeah. Change is not easy. And so a lot of times, you know, people are like, eh. and then you think about parents, they're dealing with everything they're dealing with. They really don't have time to go down to the board of ed and talk to this and do that, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're advocating. And that's why, you know, us college professors and, you know, people in the hip hop ed community, right. we're pushing it. We're pushing it. And, and there are, and it's changing slowly. It, it's definitely not going to happen overnight. Yeah. But, you know, we're pushing it and, and we're trying to get it out there. But as far as the community, it's really the same thing. That's what we talk about in the book, man. And right, you've right. power. That's what we talk about, because this it, it can be community based or it can be for teachers. Right. It's the same mm. thing. Right. You know, we talk about the tenants is care. We call it care. Right. So culture, understanding youth culture. And, and when we say youth culture, that's like taking. Yes, it could be hip hop. But it might not be hip hop. Think of some students. I got some. And and this came about because me and John had some students who didn't really identify with hip hop. Right. But they might have a Pokemon cards, a big old and they're Pokemon and boom, boom, boom. And that's all. they And they're like Pokemon at at lunch (laughs) and Pokemon. And guess what, Manny? I don't know the first thing about Pokemon. So I'm like, what? So here's what I did. I'd be like, yo, you know, who's this guy? And then they tell me and then. I was like, well, how does he relate? And then they're getting into it and they're having big, long conversations about Pokemon. And you're showing an interest and in, in caring about something they care about. 
So now when I say, okay, do me a favor, we got to put the Pokemon away. I got to, we got to do this math. And then after you finish your lesson, we can go back to Pokemon. All right, Mr. Rose, I got you. I can do that. That's not a problem. Right. Because I showed you, I gave a damn about what you're doing. If I came over to the Pokemon, I said, what's this dumb stuff? What are you, come on, man. Put this away. Put this away. Put this junk away. This is garbage. Now I turn, I tune you out. I don't want to, and think about as a parent, that's what we, I was doing it as a parent. That's what we do. And so I had to learn about Fortnite because that's what my son was into. (laughs) Now, I haven't played a video game since Mortal Kombat and (laughs) and Street Fighter. I don't play video games, but my kids did. And so I I realized we had to have those conversations. I had to respect where they were coming from. And and I used that, those video game conversations to to build that relationship. And, And to this day, you know, my kids 25, 20 and 18 and I got great relationships because I started to realize I can't discount their culture. That's right. Meet them where they are. Meet them where they are. That's yeah. it. That's dope. Uh, Dr. Jason J. Rolls, Rolls, my man, my mellow. What is next for you, your course, your minor program at Ohio State? What would you like to see happen uh, without giving away too much secret sauce? You know, that I you mean, yo, yet. yo, just keep we're just going to keep pushing. I mean, we're, we're writing the courses. That's what we're going to be doing over the next year is writing and creating the courses. We got to get them approved. You know, um, we're at the Ohio State. So you already know it's a big behemoth bureaucratic red tape. It's going to move S-L-O. You know what I'm saying? So I know it's not going to be a fast thing, but I'm going to keep grinding, keep grinding it out. Uh, I've been doing a lot of professional development with my brother, John Robinson. We've been talking all over the country, um, actually all over the world, because we went to Brazil and did some some speeches and presentations out there on hip-hop-based education and youth culture. Uh, I'm doing that kind of work. So if anybody's interested and, and you want to bring some some of that sauce to your teachers and your district, yep. I think we need to do that, man. We got to get that out there so that these educators, you know, get something new and something different because they hear the same thing all the time. Right. And, and what we're talking about, you know, like Dr. Travis and, and myself and different cats, you know, Chris Emden, Emory Petchauer, Bettina Love, all of us are, are like talking about, hey, let meet the students where they are, but let's let's meet them with their culture. Let's use culture to build those connections and those bridges, man. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to shouts to all those heads and shouts to you, sir. Quick uh, notes from the from the gallery over here. Andrew Wayne just bought your book, just based on Whoa, the conversation tonight. <laughs> Dr. Raphael Travis says someone was talking about the same exact thing with a kid with Godzilla this weekend. And if you talk about Godzilla to me, you got my attention. So I could uh, I could I could attest to that. I know Man, listen, I, listen, Raphael <laughs> Travis, I, I you I cited him in my dissertation. So you already you know Raphael is the man all day. That's what it is. Listen, I appreciate you. I appreciate your work. Uh, I'm glad we finally got to do this. Uh, I hope to get back to, I, I was at Ohio State a few years ago. Shouts to Dr. E, Dr. Yes. E at Ohio State. Uh, the queen, uh, one of the queens of this game. Yeah, uh, Dr. She, e and Dr. Treba Lindsay, both That's of right, them. indeed. True indeed. I came up there and I spoke, I did a presentation on hip hop as social justice journalism. Wow. We, got, we have a podcast that blends the two of the things together. If you stay on behind the scenes, I'm going to play a clip from it. That's my next segment. And then you can go and do all the smart things that you teacher folks do late at night. Watch football. That's what we do. We watch football. Listen, on a on a football-y night, I appreciate you taking out the time, brother. I really do. Uh, please you. come back to me anytime you got something to share uh, with the folks. And like I said, anytime I roll through, I was in Dayton a few uh, months ago. And next time I come through, we'll, we'll hang out. Word up. Sound good. That? All right. Cool. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. All right.
right, y'all. Peace. All right, Jay Rawls, y'all. Uh, Dr. Jason Rawls, the Ohio State University, uh, and how how he's working with connecting hip hop and uh, education in wonderful, wonderful ways. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, aka the world's most important hip hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com. Filled with stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. <laughs> Eternal shouts to our consulting producer, Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's Many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours. 